0: Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Jake Chimabukuro.
1: Close enough, did they say it? (laughs) Oh yeah, that was perfect. perfect. That's
0: the hardest part. I have the worst (laughs) names. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. And yeah, I just want to say I'm just so grateful and just appreciative, you know, like, I I know you started this uh, just to support musicians, you know, during the pandemic and all of that. And man, I tell you, I appreciate it so much and your support. So thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm honored, man, because you're the get the the list of people you've had on this show is pretty outstanding.
0: I've been, I've been lucky, like you say. I'm very, I think I'm very lucky and blessed, and my heart's in it. This is a passion project. It's not a money money making project. It's just all my <laughs> all my love of music <laughs> is all combined. Um, so that's, awesome. and that's obviously while we're here, you are a fantastic ukulele player. Ukulele.
1: Oh, thank you. And
0: you've been playing there's, there's an awesome documentary? Is it called Is It Four Strings? The name of the documentary? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, Fantastic. Life on Fortunes. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's super good. Um, I think, like everybody else, came across you when you're uh, the first video you did with the Beatles song at Central Park about 2006, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think I looked recently at 17 million views now. So a couple of people uh. have seen it. That's huge. <laughs> that's, that's such an insane number on YouTube. YouTube is so crazy with those numbers what yeah. you have you've on albums you played with everybody it's just insane to the point now you have a, you're I'm looking down a list here jake and friends is your newest album we're gonna bounce I bounce back and forth it's so good you have so many artists on it it's, it's incredible like where did you start was it was like a, a wish list or a bucket list or how did you like come into these names it's it's insane <laughs>
1: Oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for saying all those nice things. Um, yeah, you know, it, was, it started with, it's my first duets uh, record, you know, collaborative record. And it started with a conversation that I had with my manager, Van Fletcher is his name. He's, he works out in Nashville. And uh, four years ago, we sat down and he just, you know, he would, we were just throwing out ideas. And he actually mentioned, he said, hey, you know, you should, you should do a duets record you know, collaborative record. And I thought, oh, man. And he started throwing out some names. And I was like, wow, okay, yeah, that would be cool. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is never going to happen, right? How are we going <laughs> to reach all these people? And, and how are we going to persuade them to come and do this record with me? Um, but, you know, luckily, a longtime friend of ours, Ray Benson, who's also on the record, you know, he's from mm-hmm. uh, a band called Asleep at the Wheel. He yep. agreed it sounds to... Sounds
0: so good. Uh, sounds good. so good. Oh, about
1: his voice is crazy, right?
0: It sounds so huge. A, like my a, whole car got engulfed and I was listening to it. Really. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I feel like he's right next to me. Just,
1: Wrapped in paper. Yeah. You know, he's that, got that, that low baritone oh. bass thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he he agreed to co-produce it with us. And um, the first phone call he made was to Willie Nelson. And two months later, we were in the studio recording Stardust with Willie Nelson. Then after that, Michael McDonald came in. Then we flew up to L.A. to uh, meet Bette Midler. We recorded The Rose. Michael McDonald did a Moody Blues tune called Go Now. You know, and of course, I was I'm born and raised in Hawaii. So, you know, it was easy to get Jack Johnson and Paula Funga. You know, Jack is I just admire him so much, man. He does so much for the community. He's an incredible artist, and you know, he was just so supportive of this record as well. Um, we got Ziggy Marley, Jimmy yep. Buffett, Kenny Loggins. I mean, it's it's insane, you know. So it's like um, a history record, of yeah. I'm I, I, not, yeah. And I, I'm I'm just I'm really proud, you know, um, of of the record, and you know, and the cool the coolest thing. Well, for me, I think about it is that. We were, um, except for two or three of the tracks, we couldn't do it in person because of you know, the pandemic, but all the other tracks were all recorded live in the studio and they're live takes. You know, That's which incredible. is very rare, right? Because a lot of times when you do a duets do record, it's, oh, we're going to, you know, we'll send you my track yeah. and we we'll send it back and we'll send it out. And so I think it just kind of captures that, that vibe. Was it all in the same
0: studio? Yeah. Did they all come down to the same studio or did you have to fly? No, no, we, yeah,
1: I, yeah I, I flew, you know, wherever wherever they, they were, I right? That's kind of where I went to go meet them. And so, and but, it, but it was great. great. yeah and I'm I'm sorry, sorry. these
0: legends, These legends, they sound great. There's no aging... <gasps> Just know nothing. And I'm going to say, we'll go back and oh. forth, like I said, but we can talk about Lucas, mm. the sleeper of the group, because of all these names, these are huge names. I mean, he's, he's known, but these are monsters in the industry, and he's still up and coming. His mm. talent, mm. his guitar playing, his singing, and, the, and, and that song is like, you know, I can't pick a favorite, but that song is like definitely the top man that he does. You guys, yeah. that is so good.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. And, you know, he was the only musician who came in and every take he did was perfect. I mean, we ended up recording four or five songs that day in like a matter a of master. five hours. I mean, he it's came in. Huge. Yeah, he is just, he. his guitar playing is solid. His mm-hmm. singing, his pitch, every every take he did was perfect. I mean, the only reason we had to do it uh couple other times was because I kept screwing up, you know, So, but his part was perfect every single time. It was like, man, you know, his chords are so clean and that's his feel, his intonation, his pitch. I mean, gosh, such a monster. Yeah, you're spot on with that.
0: Well, I've been watching for the years. So what's really interesting also, because you don't play with a lot of other musicians, like, you know, like instrumental bands. So you've been the kind of control of your own timing of a song. Too fast, too slow. Mm. Over the years, so you know, but working with other musicians or not having drums or a band or a bass, it was a transition kind of hard for you because, like, you used to. Because sometimes, if you make a mistake or you go a little too fast, you you control it. But if you're working with somebody else, you're not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Are you are you just a built-in metronome where you kind of
1: know it? No, it's um, yeah, a lot of I mean, yeah, you you definitely play different when you're playing to a click or. You know, when you're, um, or if you're just kind of, kind of more rubato and just kind of going with the flow. So, um, and I want to say, I think there were maybe two or three tracks where we, where we recorded to a click, like the Warren Haines track, uh, we recorded to a click, but it was all recorded live, but you know, we still used the click. Um, What else did we, the Kenny Loggins tune, we, we tracked to a click but the rest were all just, it was just feel, you know, Uh, I remember recording with Willie Nelson, you know, that was, um, that That was was the uh, uh, the, the hardest thing for me. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Because, you know, he, I mean, he, he, uh, the way that he phrases his, his melody is just, it's unbelievable. Right. So sometimes it's like, wait, am I, am I behind? Wait, do I have to catch up or oh wait, am I going too far ahead? You know, but, the thing is, what I realize is, man, you know, he's I mean, not what I realize, but we all know how incredible of a musician he is. Right. So even if you, you know, no matter what happens, like he he's able to just, I don't know, bring that magic to it, you know, no matter no matter what happens. I mean, he just has that ability, you know, so I, I realized that, you know what? I don't have to be nervous because no matter what, he's gonna make me sound good.
0: <laughs> oh, I just would have been distracted. Like he's playing, I'd be like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> just watching I, him like I couldn't play oh, I'm so distracted.
1: I was totally starstruck with all of these, with everyone who came in. I mean, it was oh, yeah. it's just it was unbelievable. So um yeah, you know. So I mean, I the for me, the 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 best thing I realized was just to, as soon as they came into the studio i would i would just you know basically bow and just be like i'm so honored you're doing this i'm a huge fan you know what i'm super nervous but you know anything we can do to make you as comfortable as you can be in the studio just let us know you know so just i think, a, I think putting that out there yeah you know just putting that out there in the beginning i think helped to break the ice and help me to calm my nerves at least for a little bit
0: you've got the reputation and, and i think as, a, as an artist this is a, a lot of challenges a a lot of these artists you've never seen before, like worked with. You don't usually work with do duets. So a lot of these were, you're pushing yourself as an artist. I mean, some of the people you've met, I know you worked with um, Bette Miller, you did The Rose a while back together. So that was kind of right coming together. You've had done that before with her for familiar. One of the things I think is really cool is the, we did two Beatles songs, but you did um, one with John Anderson from
1: Yes, which is unbelievable. Yeah.
0: How'd you get into yeah. that one?
1: Because one, one of my one of my favorite favorite voices ever. I mean, you know that yeah. voice in your ear. Oh my gosh! And you know what's so crazy is he sounds. I mean, the way that he sings. That's that's how he talks too. So I remember the first time I talked with him on the on the phone. It was like, wow, it's like John Anderson's singing in my phone. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not not like he's singing, but that right, voice. Yeah right it's just insane so uh yeah that was that was one of the coolest things cuz i never thought i would hear that iconic voice you know singing to an ukulele. I mean, it's crazy. And yeah, he loves the ukulele, actually. He actually, he? he plays, you know. Yeah, and I, I was saying, I mean, you got to play on this record. And he was like, he's like, no, no, I'm just going to sing. I was like, ah, okay, okay. But um, but Michael McDonald is playing baritone ukulele on that track that we played together. It doesn't surprise
0: me. I think he plays every
1: around, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's insane. He's so... He's a legend. Oh, my gosh. um, Oh, but I was going to say, you know, Jimmy Buffett, who was one of the, you know, he was really um one of the artists who kind of took me under his wing early on when I started touring you know especially in the states and all that and really? brought me out on the road with him and the Coral reefer band this was back in this was right after that youtube video had hit so yeah. um yeah he introduced me to a lot of those those people you know on on the record so and I just um I'm so so grateful you know that that he's on this record as well because he was such a um such a big supporter and still is. I mean, he helps me out so much, you know, with everything I
0: do. Well, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's talented. He's a smart businessman too. I mean, he owns. I think he owns like half the earth now. <laughs> no, <like he's, laughs> the joke, but he's so smart. It's so nice to see musicians actually like make money and do well. And that's where the you know joke oh. is. Like he's he's you know, he's, he's good. Um, Billy Strings was kind of cool. You had that in there. Oh. Um, you know, that was just fantastic.
1: Yeah that was the first time I, I played with him and I got to tell you the story about it because the first time we met was at the studio and we, yeah. we had agreed before meeting in the studio that we would just write something together. So when we got, when he got to the studio, I kind of, um, you know, we, it was our first time meeting. So it was like, Hey man, so great to meet you. Or, you know, we were chatting for yeah. a bit. And, and then, uh, then we started talking about like, um, you know, techniques and things like that. But then, uh, but then we started, uh, I I I told him, he, you know, I kind of had an idea for for like a melody that we could kind of play off of, and you know, so I would play a little bit of the thing. He said, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's great," and then maybe we can go to this and go to that, and we're like, "Oh yeah, that'd be fun." And so we're just like, "Oh, let's just try it," and we just started playing. And at the at, during that time, the camera crew was setting up. I mean, the the mics were all set up and stuff ready, but the camera crew was still setting up their cameras because they wanted to videotape us yeah. playing. So, but then so we we just started playing and. And we we're just having so much fun and we we're just going for it. And prior to us jamming, you know, we 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 did agree that at some point we got to go into a quicker, you know, thing so he can do, you know, his shredding. So right. we just spontaneously like kind of did the ballad thing. And then we just looked at each other and I just started strumming this thing. And he went into his groove and started. And, and we were just smiling and just going for it. And then after we were done, uh, the we looked at each other, we we're like, man, that was cool, you know, um, and we didn't know that we, we were being recorded on the mics, not, not the cameras, because the cameras are still being set up, so, you know, so we we're just like, oh, man, that's cool, let's record something like that, so, so we, uh, so a few minutes later, you know, we, we kind of wrote down our notes of like, oh yeah, we did the verse like three times and went to the chorus and then we went to that. So anyways, and then we, and then we tried it again and it would, it was all right, but it didn't have that same spontaneity. Then we tried it again and it was like, ah, uh, you know, it was better, but not quite, you know, quite. the same. And then, then one of the, uh, I think it was his manager or my manager said, man, you guys should come in and listen to the very first thing you guys did we're like, wait, you guys recorded that? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Supposed you know? to. We, we don't know. That's the best time to record band. Yeah, we went in and we listened. and We're like, oh, my gosh. You know, so it just it just uh, so that's what's on the record. It was the it was the, the recording of us playing for the very first time, not knowing that we're being recorded. And I just thought, you know, that's so magical because I know for myself, and I've talked to other musicians who do this too. As soon as you know, you're being recorded, you become a different person, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, you stiffen up you're like, oh, and you start overanalyzing everything you're playing. But when you know you're not being recorded, you're just so free. I think that energy, it just comes across, you know, and, and that's what I love so much about that that particular recording. It's the only time in my life that I've, that I've been recorded and I didn't know it really? was being recorded.
0: <laughs> I think that was Van Halen too. It did Van Halen, eruption. I, mean, I think it's like the first time is the take. Oh, you're not thinking yeah. about it. Yeah.
1: You know? Oh, that is a magical piece of art right there, man. Eruption. That is, that's something else, man.
0: But you're quite good on your own. What do you actually, you being such a great ukulele player or ukulele player. Do you, we're, you ever playing any
1: guitar do you play around with it do you have any oh no I'm 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 terrible <laughs> I'm terrible because I don't know what to do with the other two strings <laughs> and and you know it's funny because my whole life playing the ukulele you know my lowest string is the third string right which is um mm-hmm. which is a C it's like middle C on the piano so I don't have anything lower than middle C And uh, some ukulele players, you know, they'll put a a low fourth string on there. So then you get a low G and that becomes your lowest note. Um, But, you know, for the traditional tuning, you know, the the lowest string is always the third string. So I've never had to deal with bass notes in my playing. So in my chord voicings and all of that, it's so nice because uh, it's very ambiguous, right? I, I don't have anything below middle C. so. Um, and I kind of like that you know and and with that having that high fourth string it allows me to because the the fourth and the first string are only a whole step apart I can get all like these cluster voicings you know these cluster chords like a pianist and get these beautiful minor second voicings everywhere and you can also do like these uh, you can incorporate that whole campanella technique style of playing easily where you you know, you play in a um, in a series of, of notes. You can play each note on a different string, so you have this cascading effect. You know, where every note can ring over the next. Yeah, at least four at a time, anyway.
0: And I think I also noticed like with some of your voicings when you play. And I could be wrong. It feels like because you you'll play some of almost because like you're interpreting the singing, the melody, and now you're not playing bass, but you are putting some kind of base like a foundation to the music. So, you, I do feel like you'll play some of the vocals, but you'll interpret a little bit over. So, it plays to fill another gap here. You do play a bunch of different parts of the songs when you put it together, I think, on some of your covers. That's how I feel when I hear it mm. to make it feel full. Otherwise, because if you just played one part, it would be just like very thin. But I think the way you play it, you, you encompasses everything. Is that kind of close?
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I try to. I mean, just basically, you know, I try to. The most important thing is having it for me is the melody, right? Having the melody right. there um and then i just kind of uh, so once i find the the melody or that the top line uh that i'm looking for then um then i just kind of start to work backward from that right so okay here's the the top line okay now what can i do with the other strings to kind of support that which makes a huge difference the movement right and then and then trying to figure out like a way to kind of keep some kind of rhythmic thing going right if if that's if that's the idea you know some songs are very free flowing but some you know you want to be you want to kind of have a little bit of a groove or a consistent yeah. temporal and uh but yeah i don't know it, it's it's fun I, I i i love it you know with especially for for me i i think the what well, one of the things that i love is um i mean i'm so like in i'm i'm so into tone like I'm like almost obsessed right with my tone on the instrument. So like every guitar player or, you know, or every instrumentalist, right. It's always about, to me, it always comes right. down to your tone and the sound that you can get, right. And so I love experimenting. Um, you know, I do use, I, I have a pedal board, you know, with various effects on there. Which
0: I, I do t- like, I was going to ask you about that. So this is a good time to talk about. It. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The whole pedal board thing you brought in. I know you went really, really, into it and you kind of pulled back a little bit
1: yeah I kind of yeah worried. I did well I didn't there was a, a point in my life where I felt like I was relying I was becoming too dependent on it and I almost like didn't want to play my instrument without my pedals you know like that's how dependent I, I was I, it was and so I, I didn't like that feeling you know because I was like well you know I I, I gotta get back to learning how to play my instrument by itself again right it, and, yeah um, that that's when I, I remember I, I toured for about maybe three or four years, you know, just with my instrument and a DI, you know, just my, just my ukulele, a DI and a cable. And that's all I toured with because I wanted to kind of get away from that. Just wanted to force myself to, to get away from the relying on my effects and things like that. So, um, but then, uh, but then, yeah, afterwards I, I started to get very comfortable again. And I felt like I, and it was really great. It was such a great experience, you know, because when you're playing completely, you know, you almost feel so naked, right, because, because your sound, right, it's so, you know, when you have, a, when you have a, a, a nice sounding instrument, you have a high quality instrument cable going into a high quality DI into a good system i mean you the pristine i mean it, it's so pristine the sound right that that you get cuz you're not having all these other electronics like sucking your tone and all that oh, yeah. but then it's so revealing so you have to be you have to be so careful because everything you do you hear it right so yeah so it 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 really forced me to to um to really yeah. learn to have you know more finesse right in your strumming or you're picking how you taper off each note even how your left hand even like when you take your finger off the string to to, for the next string you know there's a certain way to do it so you don't you don't hear that transition right and you know working on little things like that man it was like wow it was just very revealing and um yeah, but then once I, and then so once I started getting comfortable again, playing the ukulele by itself, then I started to slowly incorporate, you know, some pedals and, and and now I think I have a a better balance of really appreciating, you know, just the natural sound again, and then now incorporating some of the more affected sounds of the instrument.
0: I do. I like both of them. I like how you can do both. I think it's, it's fun. and creative. Thank I think it's, you know. And you know, if, if you had a, a dollar every time, you'd be called the the, the Jimmy Hendrix of the ukulele. We did not have to tour anymore. I mean, what are you supposed to say to that? You're like, um, "Thank you." Like, I mean, it's nice to people I say know. that, but for someone to be like modest and be like, oh. and that's how you start off. The Jimmy yeah. Hendrix of the ukulele, and then you're standing, you got your instrument, and you're like, um, "Jimmy Hendrix." <laughs> right where do you go with that? You know, it
1: it's it's such an honor i mean i totally. i am you know so honored that people say that but i always tell people i i don't think um i don't think uh jimmy would be happy to hear that you know so <laughs> i feel i feel bad but you know um but the but this is a true story well, as far as i know from the um the article that i read But before Jimi Hendrix uh, picked up the Mm -hmm. guitar, before he had a guitar, um, his dad bought him an ukulele. So when he was like six or seven, uh, I think he was six or seven years old, his dad found this little ukulele, I think in a pawn shop or something and brought it home, you know, gave it to his son and, and he just loved playing it and he would, you know play it all the time and try to do stuff so that's when his father realized like oh wow, he really likes music and
0: he's like um, you're like the
1: jimmy hendrix of ukulele <laughs> so so you know so you know what's crazy right i so i tell people that man if 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 his dad never bought him the the guitar right. Jimi hendrix would have been the greatest ukulele <laughs> player of all time
0: <laughs> ukulele right that's funny oh man, oh, but man. it's fun i mean it you know i'd love to I, I would kind of like to see you play guitar It'd be kind of fun just for fun oh gosh
1: i i can play i can play a couple chords i know a few chords and i do know um i do know the intro the guitar intro to um more than words see but that's well it. here's <laughs> the, you play,
0: and here's like i don't know a lot about the uh, the ukulele strumming and techniques so going to go into it but like you have a lot of the um the maneuvers of a shredder. We tap the way you move your hands across it. So it feels like there would be a good transition for you to go between that. You know what I mean? It feels like it's, you're not way out there. It's not like you're playing the saxophone, you know, like what's this? Your fingers are all caught in the strings. It's like, you know, you're, you're working the board. you kind of, you know, you know, what you're doing
1: well, here's a little, you know, when I, whenever I, um, whenever I, I work on demos or I try to write and come up with ideas, uh, one of the things I do is, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do the ukulele part, and then I'll I'll like hear a bass line or something, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it'd be cool to do this. Or sometimes, you know, you need that you need that low tone, right, to mm-hmm. to to kind of secure a foundation for you to move over, right? And so I do have a bass at home that I that I play, but it's tuned like an ukulele. So instead of instead of uh, E-A-D-G, I have it tuned G-C-E-A. <laughs> so that way I know all the notes right across the fretboard. So if I want this note, there, and then I can play whatever bass line I'm hearing, right? I can just play it like it's being played on the U, but then it's, you know, a couple times lower. So. That's pretty funny, actually. That's really good.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of different, like... Um, Ukuleles, like you can see in the background, my kid has one. I have a couple in my house, but they're very small. I probably not the same high-end quality. My kids can play them, but they seem that they're just so tiny to me. Like you play a larger one. Like, what would you recommend for somebody, you know, to play? A certain
1: size? Is there a certain oh, like entry-level um, or Yeah. No, I mean, I like I started out on the standard ones too. I mean, those are those are great. um I uh I do play a tenor. Feel so tiny. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It's a you know, it has a little longer neck, a longer scale, and um, and it, it's it's very comfortable for me. You know, I'm 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 so used to it now, but um, but uh, I think um, you know, especially for guitar players, they really like the baritone ukulele. The baritone is the large is the largest of the four sizes, and but the only thing is it's tuned lower. Yeah, it's tuned actually like the first four strings of a guitar, so it's it's E B G D versus so it's the. It's almost like a bass, It's almost
0: like an acoustic bass guitar. But yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. It's like a, it's <laughs> like a... <laughs> when it's
0: that big and then tone that low in four strings, you're like i of like a bass guitar.
1: <laughs> but it, it's nice. It's almost like those old uh, what are they called tenor guitars, right? Didn't they? Martin used to make those tenor guitars? I okay. Think, before. Yeah yeah so it's it's just like it's basically a guitar without the low e and the low a string you know so um but yeah and they like that I know uh Ray Benson uh I I got him a uh Kamaka baritone while we were working on the on the project and I know he loves it you know because it's because he has big hands right Mm -hmm. and so I mean it's so comfortable for him and because he's such a virtuoso guitar player you know the notes and the chord shapes are, are all the same you don't have to do any transposing in your head or anything like that so I, I know he likes it
0: you make it sound so good what's really neat is with your tone and this album i never realized how much it translates well into like country music national music because it has like a lot like nashville and country and americana which would be like you know like tom petty probably asleep with the wheel because it has that certain sound into it you'll hear like a mandolin you'll hear a lot of different string instruments than just one type so it feels like the ukulele fits right in there without even sounding out of place
1: oh wow thank you you know what i'm saying i appreciate that yeah um it you know well thank you for saying that because that's something i i always i'm always insecure about you know because it's like especially if i'm playing different styles of music you know, I always feel insecure, like, oh, is this, you know, am I, is, am I, um? do I have the right timbre, you know, for the song, or am I, uh, you know, is this the right color, like, am I picking, do I need to be picking further up toward the the, the bridge, you know, for a more nasal sound, or do I need to use more of the flesh of my skin, you know, to get a warmer sound, or do I need more nail for that heart, you know, more aggressive attack. So I'm, I'm always thinking about that, you know, trying to get, trying to get the right, the right uh, tonal quality, right. For whatever genre, you're playing and it's so it's 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 um yeah it's always a, a challenge and it's something I'm always so insecure about you know like am I sticking <laughs> out it? like a sore thumb like I always ask the other musicians you know am I sticking out like a sore thumb or is it is it is it working meshing well and you know and then the, it makes the, the, it the, as you know,
0: well as a as a mandolin would because the mandolin is very high
1: yeah so. Um, yep. So you know, I was born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, and so that's that's where I was. You know, during um, during the lockdown and and obviously, you know, no no touring, everything everything stopped. And uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I have uh, um, I mean, you know, uh, I have I have two two kids, and you know, and, uh, yeah, my my wife was still working. She's in the medical field, yeah. so she was awfully busy. You know, during that time and. But uh, yeah, it was just, you know, trying to support, you know, you're just, just doing whatever, you know, to support each other, support your community yeah. and, and be there for each other. And, you know, Was touring going
0: to change for you now? Because, well, you have two kids and then you are at home. You, you, for like a lot of musicians that, you know, they've always been touring and then they get married and they have kids. So it's kind of grew into what it was. Their lifestyle was kind of like what you get. But now you've been yeah. home for a few years with your kids. And mm-hmm. now they're like, Dad, wait, wait, no, this we're used to schedule yes. now.
1: They yeah, it it was um they, they were used to, you know, they were kind of I mean, they didn't like when I would have to leave, but right. you know, but they that's that's how things always right. were, right? I would be home and then then I would have to leave and i come home, but um, but yeah, during the pandemic, you know, it was the longest I, I had been home. I mean, it's, it was the longest I had been home in like 20 plus years, right? So yeah. I've always been touring, you know, for over two decades. And so to be able to just be home for that long, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was very different. But I, I tell you, once we started touring again, uh, like last um, last uh, October, my kids were like, wait, were you going for how long? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was it yeah, was, was such that. a change and yeah, so and for me too it was it was a lot harder to leave because, you know, I it was um yeah, it, it was uh it was different. And and you know, and I but I tell you man, I am so grateful to be back. You know, when we first started doing shows again, wow. You forget how powerful like
0: um, like you fall in love with music know, it's again. It's to be
1: perform, like to be performing in front of a live audience, right? Again, yeah. it's like, I mean, I cried. The, I, I remember the first, the first show. I went out there and you know people were just cheering, and I played my first song after that, and you just hear this roar of excitement, and I just it hit me so hard, and I just started crying. You know, I I just teared up, and and I I you know it was just so powerful. Um, but it was, but I, I, yeah, again, you know, just to be, to have the opportunity again to to be out and, and sharing this experience with people again, it's um, it's really special. Well, it's something I'll well, never take I, for granted okay. again.
0: No, no, I don't think anyone will. So, well, on that, the tour you started, you've been touring for a little bit now. What's the plans for the tour? The length of it, you're going to keep going, going to do another record, you're going to kind of just keep plays out for a while.
1: COVID's kind yeah, of weird right like, now still. Yeah. I mean we're still not, you know, we're still not doing meet and greets or anything like that. But um but eventually, you know, we're we're gonna get back to that. And um so so that that's that's uh but you know, so that, that's the only part that feels weird because you're you know, like when you're on stage and you're playing and you just I mean you just you're enjoying it so much and the audience is into it. And I feel like in that moment, it's like you know it's it's like um i don't know there's just so much positivity you know and we're all just so connected and we're enjoying this experience together and uh and and that's that's what i love you know that's that's what i love so much because you can't you can't achieve that same level of you can't achieve that same feeling you know just just by yourself you know you there's an energy when everyone's in the room together and we're all sharing the same experience and we're we're in the moment together you know i think that's what it's like being in the moment together is so powerful and people are you know
0: that too you know that's what people say they go to your show they feel good it's like you're recharging people it's like you know like plugging in um, to
1: you and the the energy of everybody is just so powerful to just kind of refuel everybody up and it goes both, it works both ways. Cause I mean, I right. plug into them right and they. day. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, we're, we're all, we're all there together. And, but
0: it's uh, a bonus nowadays though, because it's so heavy what's going on in the yeah. world
1: between yeah.
0: Yeah. illness and yeah. oh, sickness okay. and wars. The fact that somebody can take an hour two hours and just feel happy and feel full mm-hmm. of happiness. It, it's like, okay, I can go back out and get through this other stuff. It's like it's a nice break. Mm-hmm. It's an Island of emotions. It's, you know, it's, it's a gift. Thank and you, you know, hope people take yeah. it like that. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're wanna absolutely you, right.
0: I want to, I want to, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. This has been fantastic. Oh,
1: thanks. This was so much fun. And I, I mean, I, I could, I could talk your ear off, you know, like seriously. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> Maybe We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to do it again. I think you know, it's a, a little, a connection's a little weird here, but um, I like to down the road, <laughs> yeah. pick up again where we were, you know,
1: It'll be yeah. fun. Well, well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the support and thanks for all that you do for us musicians. You know,
0: well, thank you. Everyone's thank a you. link, as usual, the links are below. Check him out. He's on tour. Look now because I looked too late. It's <laughs> so <he's> the next <laughs> day. I was like, he's leaving my town. Uh, uh, but, um, so don't make my mistake and um, go look him up. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> And go check out this documentary and go to his site and everything else and support him. And check out this two albums; It's fantastic. The other ones are really good too, but this Thank one has a different you. level. It's it's literally like a musical history lesson of who's on it.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so, all right, man.
0: Brother, you take care. Thanks for being on the show. All right,
1: you too. Thank you. All Thank right, you. take care. Yeah. Aloha. Take care. See you later. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.